The breakout player for the Washington Nationals was simply Lane Thomas. But when you account all things with this Nationals farm system and the depth in the outfield, what is his future here in D.C.? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals to find all your latest Nationals news and notes there. And of course, while you're at it, search Locked On Nationals wherever you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals, hit that subscriber button, and also the notification bell if you like some Nationals content. So later on in today's show, we will be getting into kind of the future of Lane Thomas because this is one thing that we know with the Nationals right now. We are loaded with top outfielding prospects. You even have Elijah Green, who's still in the fold as well, a young teenager with all the talent in the world. And again, one of the higher ceilings in this national system he still fits in this conversation as well with Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Robert Hassel, and as well as Lane Thomas, who has bursted onto the scene here. So we're going to discuss that a little bit later on in today's show. But also, we, of course, it's the 2023 breakdown of Lane Thomas. We're going to get in some numbers, what we liked, what we didn't like. And of course, there was a lot to like about Lane Thomas this year. But before we get into it, Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And so let's get into this Lane Thomas breakdown and let's start it here. Again, when you discuss Lane Thomas, never, ever forget the fact that this was someone who was traded for John Lester back in 2021. He was expected to be DFA'd at that deadline. Lane Thomas and John Lester, both of them. And of course, the Nationals, they decided to try to move off John Lester. It was a last-minute deadline deal, and everyone was kind of like, who's Lane Thomas? Who's this guy? Well, we figured out real quick, Lane Thomas is not someone to be taken lightly. And at first, when he got here in D.C., We all kind of heard all the different things with Lane Thomas. Well, number one, he's a solid defender. This is someone who can defend in all three outfield positions out there, right field, center field, and of course, left field as well. That is already just kind of a thing when you are in that fourth outfielder basket in which Lane Thomas was at that point. That's kind of what the expectation was going to be from the Nationals. He obviously made that known by his stellar defense year one here in Washington, D.C. But even then, beyond that, he started to hit a little more. He does strike out a little bit, but even then, there's still a lot to like with Lane Thomas. Over the course of this season, we all kind of just witnessed this star just blossoming right before us. That's really what it felt like with Lane Thomas. Now, is he going to be some superstar? No. But if you look around Major League Baseball, and this is kind of something that we have talked about in the past, If you look around baseball, a lot of these really good teams and the really good systems and organizations, which, by the way, I still consider the Nationals to be a good organization under the leadership of Mike Rizzo. They find luck. They create their own 
luck. And with that said, Major League Baseball, you never know when someone is going to turn out to be a guy for your team. You never really know when you're going to find out when that next pitcher is going to take the next step for this Nationals team. Well, with Lane Thomas and what he has done since being traded from the Cardinals back here in the D.C., all he has done is hit. All he has done is play good defense and really also something that he hasn't really been talked about enough, in my opinion, across the media world. He has been proven to be a kind of a team leader, a clubhouse guy, you could say. Good organizations find guys like Lane Thomas. The Nationals, they stub their toe into this. We have a guy now that you can kind of account for going forward. And if you all remember the bad days of the Nationals, I'm talking about the really bad days. 2008, 2009, 2010. We kind of found guys like this. Similarly, you could say. Roger Bernardino was fun for a little while there. Back in the day, you could even go to Josh Willingham and what he did. We have found guys like this before, but it really doesn't happen as often as we think. Lane Thomas is kind of in this category now as to someone who is going to play some really meaningful innings for this Nationals team down the line. And of course, this season, really the hottest portion of 2023 for Lane Thomas was that May all the way through June stretch. And in fact, there was not really many hitters in baseball that were better than him at any single metric that you look at. If you look at the defensive metrics and what he did this year, second across Major League Baseball in outfield assists. Oh my God. Lane Thomas right then and there, while he had a ton of opportunities, he was healthy all this year. Of course, all those things are true. But Lane Thomas, we talk about the bat and how like just good it is. He's got pop. He's got really sneaky pop, in my opinion. In fact, I think he's got a little bit more room to grow in that department. He also is a blazer on the base path. And if you look at his sprint speeds, we're going to get into all that stuff later on in the numbers crunch and really what went well for him. Lane Thomas was ultimately snubbed from this year's All-Star game. And in fact, if you were to say one national that was worthy of that All-Star appearance at that time, it had to be Lane Thomas. And it's not a knock on Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray had great numbers going into the All-Star break. He certainly deserved it. But I think the Nationals, they could have had too. But we all know that's a popularity contest. The All-Star game, at the end of the day, not that important. It's a popularity contest. That's what Major League Baseball wants it to be. And of course, they get their wish. That's fine. I want real numbers. I want real things. We know here in D.C. that we have something with Lane Thomas. We can see it. We can grasp that this guy is going to be something not only just for this slight little rebuild here, not only for the immediate future. This is going to be someone who could be a major piece for the foundation going forward. And in fact, if you were to ask me a year ago today, is Lane Thomas going to be kind of that guy to be a building block for this organization? I probably would have said, nah. Not really. I don't really see it at that moment. I think he has a profile to be a very good fourth outfielder on a postseason team. But even then, he's still a starter. He's still putting up starter-like numbers. And kind of going back to the stretch that he just killed the baseball for. And really up to that all-star break. From May all the way through June, 54 total games. This was his slash during that time period. A 320 batting average, a 362 OBP, a 607 slug. That was a 969 OPS. And in those 54 games, he had 14 home runs 
and 33 RBIs. Now, you do the math for kind of what pace he was on there. If he could continue that pace, hitting those home runs, getting guys in, sealing only a few bags here and there. But even then, Lane Thomas, he's got the potential. And for whatever reason, whatever this is, I remember talking about this opening day. I remember talking about it a lot before the season. Lane Thomas has had this track record in the past. And if you look at the splits, you can see it for yourself. First half of the season, notoriously, at least from 2019 through 2022, Lane Thomas has not been good. In fact, was not good at all in whatever sense of whatever you want to look at, whatever metric you want to look at for batting average, on-base percentage, his slugging, his OPS, whatever it is, it just was not that good. So at this point, kind of before opening day, I was kind of just projecting what I've seen with him, a slow start. But in reality, what he did, while the April, it was still good. It was on par production from what he's been putting up in the last year and a half with this team. He then lit the world on fire in May all the way through June, leading up to that all-star break, which we all kind of thought Lane Thomas was going to be the all-star. We all knew Josiah Gray was also in the mix for it. But we kind of knew there was not going to be two all-stars here in D.C. because of that popularity contest. But even then, this season for Lane Thomas, this was an all-star season. Whether it's not going to be on his baseball reference page, whether it's not going to be on his resume for being a 2023 MLB all-star, we know here in D.C. We understand where this guy is at. And if you look at all the numbers, including his slugging and his on-base percentage, all the numbers you want to look at from this year compared to last year and 2021, everything was improved for Lane Thomas. And I cannot get over the fact that not only does he get it done at the plate, but he's a stud defensively, a gold glove kind of candidate. But again, similar to the All-Star game, there's a little bit of a popularity contest there. But if you look at the metrics and what he did in the outfield, there is a no-brainer stat that this guy should be the gold glove winner in right field for the National League. Now, again, I don't think it's going to happen because we all know it's going to go to some random big-time right fielder on a random team. Juan Soto will somehow get into the mix again, and we all know Juan Soto is not a gold glove finalist. He should not be at this point in his career. He's not a good outfielder at this point. So we all know about that. That's just me kind of complaining, you could say. But even then, Lane Thomas has kind of solidified himself as a guy for this team for the immediate future and absolutely is going to be in the starting lineup come this year. And even looking back to the trade deadline, while I wasn't opposed to trading him because his stock was as high as it probably will ever be, having a few years of control left, having just a cheap deal as well, heading into arbitration, we all kind of know he's going to make some decent money here in these arb years, but that is going to be worth it for this team going forward. This is going to be a guy who could be a building block for this organization. And as we've kind of said, the good organizations, they find their way into getting guys like Lane Thomas and to getting them to produce at their max. He's got the talent. He's got all the different tools. It's just a matter of it all clicking at once when it comes to his bat. So let's now get into some numbers with him because as we've been saying, Lane Thomas and really where he ranks as far as MLB percentiles go and whatever else you want to look at, his numbers are on par with what you want to see for this kind of young 
maturing Nationals team. So we're going to get into that and really what the numbers dictate when it comes to Lane Thomas. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And of course, October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. And of course, FanDuel.com slash locked on to create that new account. Then you can get on, on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Then on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And of course, Max Scherzer is on the mound tonight making his first start since I believe early August. We all know what to do. Fade the Rangers. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Now we get back into it as Lane Thomas, the breakout kind of player for this Nationals team heading into this year. We all kind of knew the talent that he had. We all knew the skill set that he possesses at his fingertips, but it's just a matter of fact of putting it all together. And this year, over 2023, we saw that. We saw all the different good things. We raved about his defense. We raved about his base running. We've raved about his IQ. All the different things that you want from someone who is still maturing in the game of baseball, Lane Thomas possesses those skills that you just want. You want someone on your team to have these skills and really just take it to the next level. So looking at Lane Thomas, again, the numbers from just strictly batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, all these different things were the highest in his career. 2023 was his best season by far, and I think we all kind of know that. Last year, we were all applauding the 705 OPS he had, and even then he was better than what those numbers said. He did have some up and downs again with the Nationals, but even then, the Nationals last year, they had their own ups and downs. We know what we saw last year. The product was not all that great. Being one of the worst teams in baseball, Lane Thomas was the Nationals MVP. He was awarded that by the media. And again, this year, he was awarded that yet again. And in my opinion, it was a no-brainer for this Nationals squad. So going into the season, what I wanted to see from Lane Thomas was higher slugging numbers. And again, if you look across baseball right now, that is what really carries you. If you look at the Rangers, there's no better hitting team in the American League. If you look at the Braves, no better hitting team in the National League. The Phillies, they slug to no end. All these teams that are still in it, not the Braves, but even then, you get the point. This team and really this baseball here in town in Washington, D.C. and Major League Baseball as a whole, the game has kind of changed from like that batting average era and just kind of getting on base as a whole to really getting into these slugging numbers and doing damage with those pitches. You've seen Kyle Schwarber this year batting sub 200, but even then, if he hits 40-plus home runs and his OPS is relatively good, which it is, and he's getting on base, you can still bat 180 or whatever it was this year for Schwarber and still have a semi-successful season. Schwarber did that. Well, Lane Thomas is still not in that category. This guy is getting on base at a nice average. He's getting hits at a relatively good average. And, of course, his slugging numbers took a huge step up this year, and I think that kind of coincides with the numbers over at Baseball Savant because what I've seen this year is expected slugging, which is kind of something that I it's good to look at because it kind of gives you a perspective on 
things like luck, and it takes all those things out of the equation. He ranked in the 57th percentile as far as expecting slugging goes, expecting batting average goes. He ranked 52nd percentile in that category as well. And with all those things, these are the numbers that I really look at that can kind of show you what a hitter is and really what their potential is, as we've talked about with Kiber Ruiz in the past, as we've talked about with Victor Robles in the past. Lane Thomas's best really kind of deep dive analytic, you could say, as far as hitting goes or at his plate and all the success that he had, this guy was hitting the ball in his sweet spot at a 74 like at a 74th percentile of cross major league baseball among some of the league's best. His chase percentage, 59th percentile. His whiff percentage, a 63rd percentile. Really everything that you look at besides his average exit velo. All the things that you look at, and of course his strikeout percentage as well, and his walk per, or his walk percentile. Everything besides those few numbers are above average for Lane Thomas. This is someone who, again, we've kind of talked about this. What we have wanted to see from Lane Thomas is this potential for extra base hits, kind of getting all these things together and getting a good foundation for himself in order to have a good approach up at the plate. This year, the approach for Lane Thomas was pretty simple to me. One, knock the cover off the baseball. And that is what he did. We all kind of saw last year, and again, at times you saw all the different things that he could do, hitting 17 home runs in 146 games. Well, he cranked that up a notch this year, hitting 28 home runs. And even then, he probably had a little bit room for more as we saw plenty of balls go to the warning track. Lane Thomas is now getting into the territory of someone who you can rely on day in and day out. And again, this part is true. He still is a little bit inconsistent in some of his stuff and his at plate, his approach, whatever you want to look at. Lane Thomas still has to find some consistency. But even then, that stretch that we talked about from May all the way through June, the very end of June, the very beginning of May. All those different things and what he did during those times were probably some of his most impressive days as a major leaguer. In fact, they were. Even dating back to 2019 when he actually had really good numbers with the Cardinals, but even then, he was a bench guy for them. He wasn't really playing meaningful at-bats. He only had 38 at-bats in 36 games back in 2019 when he was called up as a rookie. Beyond all those things, though, with as far as Lane Thomas goes, These numbers just kind of show you that this is going to be someone the Nationals are going to build around, in my opinion. Because even then, I still think there's room to grow for Lane Thomas. I still think this guy even has a little bit of a better power stroke than we may even think. I think with all these things kind of building up together for this Nationals team, getting some momentum together, getting this rebuild on the right step, Lane Thomas is going to be a huge part of this because even then, again, we can talk about his offensive production, but his fielding is probably what is most impressive because his arm value sits at a 97th percentile across Major League Baseball, and his arm strength is in the 96th percentile. Think about that for a second. Think about what he does just in the field and how valuable he is as a whole just right then and there. Comparing him to the rest of Major League Baseball, because that's what this is. All the other qualified players, 
there's only a few players that are just simply better than Lane Thomas in those departments. And again, this isn't all gospel. I'll say that right here and right now. Baseball savant just kind of gives you a good perspective about where they are compared to the rest of Major League Baseball, where they are compared to average Major League Baseball players that play every single day. And Lane Thomas has checked a lot of different categories in many different areas that you want to see. And and you can clearly see that this guy is going to be a very good talent up in the Major Leagues. Now, again, is he going to be an MVP candidate? No. But there's still room to grow, in my opinion, because we all know we've covered this a lot. His sprint speed as well. 94th percentile. He's up there with C.J. Abrams and all the other guys who are speedsters on the base path. Lane Thomas, while he only stole really a handful of bags this year, in which he could have stolen a lot more, only stealing 20 bags this year, only 20 is, 20 is a lot of stolen bases. But even then, when your sprint speed is that high, you are able to take a lot more bags than what you think. So that is kind of something that I could see Lane Thomas, if you want to say, Where does he need to improve? That is where he needs to improve, in my opinion. He is a weapon on the base path. He is a smart base runner as well, as we've kind of seen, and he's proven to us over the years. But Lane, and what he can improve on, that is certainly something that he can, because if the Nationals were to get, let's say, 30 stolen bags from him, next year at C.J. Abrams, a fully healthy, ready-to-go, stolen base threat that C.J. already is, how many stolen bags is he going to get? I mean, he could get 60-plus easily at this rate. Easily. Because we all know the first two months for Abrams, he wasn't stealing bases. Lane Thomas wasn't really stealing bases either. In fact, this national team as a whole was not stealing bases. But combining Lane Thomas and C.J. Abrams as that one-two punch, and also coming up with Robert Hassel, James Wood, Dylan Cruz, all these different guys, the Nationals, they're going to have some real issues on the base path. And it's not issues for us. It's issues for the opposing team. So kind of speaking along those lines and talking about Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Robert Hassel, Elijah Green, there is a little bit of a logjam kind of created here, but it's a great problem to have, in my opinion, with all these things. But where does Lane Thomas fit between all those different guys? Because I think that is a real question, real, you could say, concern, but even then, it's the best kind of concern that you could ever have, in my opinion, having all these weapons in the outfield, making it that you can have a fluid kind of situation out there and the best man wins the job, whatever it is. The Nationals, they got some talent in the outfield. It's now just a matter of what these guys can do and really where they fit in the future for this Nationals team. So now let's get into that. Let's answer that. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. And guys, I just want to tell you about Bird Dogs because I got big legs. I'm not going to lie to you right now. And they're not that pretty of legs. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And when I mean that, look at my legs. I'm a thicker guy. I get it. But when you look at Bird Dogs, when they're on me, It just makes me feel more confident. It makes me look good. And not only that, these are stuff that you can take to the gym, a wedding, a casual workday, whatever it is, because Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, whether you're on a hot, long day, summer walk, or maybe you're in a nice little cool fall day, Bird Dogs has you covered because they are functional for any occasion, 
out there. It does not matter whatsoever. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I can promise you that. And of course, use promo code locked on MLB. Now let's get back into it as the Nationals, they got themselves a great situation here brewing with the Nats. We all know about the outfielding prospects. It is loaded with talent, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And even then, besides the big few guys with Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Robert Hassel, Lane Thomas is in this mix. You can even talk about Andrew Pinckney and where he fits in the fold after a very impressive season down in the minor leagues after being a mid-round draft pick for the Nationals in 2023. There are a lot of different things here. Jeremy De La Rosa, Christian Vaccaro, a lot of different guys who are in this fold that could create a nice little logjam for the Nationals. And even then, Jacob Young is still in this conversation. There's a lot of outfielding prospects that something's going to happen. At some point, probably next season, you're going to be looking at Dylan Cruz, James Wood, maybe Robert Hassel at this rate as well, up in the major leagues. But then where does that leave Lane Thomas? So this is kind of the confusing part of this. And in fact, I think, again, let's reiterate this. If you're listening, first and foremost, thank you. But also, let's take a step back. This is not a bad problem to have. This is not something we should be stressing over by any means. This is a great problem to have here in D.C. The best kind of problem, in my opinion. I don't know where this stands, though. Because here's the thing. There's different things to kind of account for here. Dylan Cruz, while he did struggle the last few weeks in A there, whatever. Dylan Cruz is going to be a superstar someday. James Wood, I still believe he's going to be a superstar someday, as everyone should probably believe at this moment. Robert Hassel struggled as soon as he got traded here in DC he has struggled he had that haymate injury about a year ago today only played in a few games in the Arizona Fall League which by the way he's killing the baseball in Arizona right now so that's always a good thing to see because that competition down there is very good it's basically just the minor leagues in offseason form all these guys though where does Lane Thomas fit in this because all of the prospects that we've talked about here James Wood Robert Hassel, Dylan Cruz, all these guys are big first-round draft picks outside of James Wood. But even then, he still kind of accounts for it with the money that he got. He was expected to be in that first-round, early second-round territory. He ultimately fell in the second round. That Padres swooped him up and gave him a big contract coming out of high school. But we got a lot here in D.C. that you don't really want to create this logjam issue up in the major league. So how are the Nationals going to divvy this up? Well, I think the development of Lane in particular, one, has slowed down the timeline for Robert Hassel. He's kind of the guy who could be the odd man out in this scenario. And I'm not saying he's not going to make the major leagues next year. I'm not even saying that he's not going to be an impact player. I still believe in the fact that Robert Hassel has the tools to be a good outfielder in the major leagues he's a solid defender he's a good base runner he can steal bases he's got a little sneaky pop here and there and I think that handmate injury really kind of threw him off this year but even then Robert Hassel is going to be on his own timeline James Wood as well 
he's going to be on his own timeline. Just turned 21 years old. Dylan Cruz, he's going to be on a little bit of a faster timeline. He's the guy that I think will get up before any of those guys. James Wood, Robert Hassel. I think Dylan Cruz is going to be in the majors before any of those guys. Just be kind of, I just think his production is going to come back to form next spring. But looking all beyond that, where does Lane fit? Because that is a serious question. And if the Nationals were to have James Wood, Dylan Cruz, and Robert Hassel all pan out, and even all the rest of the guys, you could consider trading Lane Thomas. But even then, I'm not trading Lane until we know we have sure-fire prospects in the outfield. I'm already checking that box for Lane Tom- or for Dylan Cruz and for James Wood. But I'm not doing that for Robert Hassel. I'm not going to do that for Christian Vaccaro or Jeremy De La Rosa or Jacob Young. You have four outfielder spots that you can fit in. If Lane Thomas is going to be putting up numbers the way that he did this year, he's going to find his way in the lineup no matter what. Now, again, I also kind of think with Lane and really the future with him, there is some accounting for that the Nationals, they have a lot of chips in the middle of the table for these big-named prospects. Again, you're not trading Juan Soto unless you're getting that massive haul back in return. These guys matter to this organization. And in fact, James Wood and Robert Hassel, they really do matter no matter what you look at here. They need to develop. And the Nationals, that is kind of their priority, as well as alongside all the other prospects. But even then, they want to be right about this trade. And if you're going to trade away Juan Soto, you have to get guys back in return that are going to be major impact players. James Wood is already looking that part already. Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, they're already looking that part for this team. But now it's just a matter of just kind of getting their stride, moving up the minor league ranks, and seeing what they can do. Because Lane Thomas is not going to really be pushed this season, in my opinion, unless we see giant climbs from Robert Hassel, James Wood, and Dylan Cruz. I think Lane is going to have a solidified job for this season. And in fact, he probably should unless he struggles immensely. But I'm not foreseeing that because we have seen the consistent production year after year. And yes, while you look at certain months or certain times or whatever it is, Lane Thomas does have his struggles. Welcome to Major League Baseball. Bryce Harper has had his struggles. Name that Juan Soto has had his struggles. Even last year with the Nationals in 2022, he struggled a little bit. Back with the Padres, he certainly struggled last year with them. There's a lot of different things to account for here. But with Lane, there is a win-win scenario here brewing for the Nationals. Number one, he either develops as that outfielding guy who you don't really expect to pan out, but who has, and we've just kind of lucked into someone who's going to be a very good outfielder for the Nationals going forward. Or number two, you have all your other prospects who probably have higher ceilings than Lane Thomas and are probably going to be better players if they can reach those ceilings or even near their ceilings. Then you move off of Lane Thomas and get some prospects back in return. That's the kind of cycle the Nationals should be looking at currently. And probably that's what they're going to be looking like going forward. And all this thing, all this stuff matters for the Nationals. But first things first, the prospects are going to have to develop and really show their worth before they kind of move off of Lane Thomas because whether we like it or not and I'll say it here again James Wood and Dylan Cruz I'm willing to bet they're going to be stars in this league Dylan Cruz I think will be a superstar an MVP candidate 
James Wood has that potential as well. But right now, there is no such thing as surefire prospects. There just isn't. Well, we can say that. We can say, oh, this guy's going to be a stud. But we have no real way of dictating who will be what until they are up in the major leagues. So looking beyond all this, Lane Thomas is going to be the Nationals right fielder or maybe even center fielder for 2024. And there's not an issue with it. And in fact, this is a win-win scenario for all those reasons that were just listed. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. And of course, make sure to subscribe over on YouTube. Search Locked On Nationals there. And of course, wherever you get your podcasts as well, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it is, we got you covered there. Just search Locked On Nationals and I'll have you covered for it's your team every single day. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Of course, Max Scherzer goes tonight for the Rangers. That'll be an interesting game. They're up 2-0 in the series against the Astros. They now head in a Dallas home game for the Rangers for the next few. We'll just have to see what they can do with Scherzer on the bump. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one.